0: We're back.
1: Hey, good to be back. What if we could, with some statistical accuracy, predict your next bad session? We all have them. Can you predict why?
2: Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson.
0: Indeed, it is It is good to be back, you know, during this time of everything that's going on in our world. We even have to kind of take some time and order our world too, as I'm sure many of you are, so you definitely on our hearts and on our minds as we think about this season. And so, you know, we had a couple set, uh our last couple episodes, we covered a lot of material, Ryan, and we've gotten some feedback from our audience. <laughs> and so we want to take some time to kind of address that feedback. But what we kind of noticed was in addressing this, we really could, we found kind of like the most common areas that could predict where your session might go bad. And so that's what we'll be addressing today. You ready for it, Ryan? I'm
1: ready. Yeah, you know, we've covered some big topics in the last two or three episodes. We got a chance to re-listen to them. We did them kind of fast. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that we don't want to do. Can't go too fast in therapy. Can't go too fast on a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, we all have sessions that don't go well. Um, I've seen the very best in the world, uh, ther- the very best therapists in the world have sessions that aren't great. You know, so what we want to do is take the mystery out of that a little bit. We, I believe with about 70, maybe higher, 70, 80% accuracy, uh, we can predict if your session doesn't go the way you want it to, one of these five areas is likely to blame. So we want to jump in here and get practical with you today. So James will take us on number one.
0: Okay. I, so the first one is starting poorly. I mean, you see this all the time. I see this with couples. They come in. They're a little bit nervous. I feel I can see it in their eyes and in their body, how they even walk in. And then you don't help ground them in the moment. So you're in the, they're in the therapy room. They're like, where is he going to take us today or where is she going to take us today? And they're nervous. And so starting poorly can already dysregulate the session.
1: Yeah, let me come in backwards for a moment. The la- the very It's fresh for me. The last uh, uh, video that I supervised um, it was going really, really well. At about fifty-two minutes, mm. the, the therapist had about a sixty-minute window, maybe sixty-five. She did. It was a good session. It was not a bad session, but she just ran out of time, mm. and that—that that was this person's question for me. I ran out of time, and I'm like, "You ran out of time because you started poorly, Oh, <laughs> right? That makes sense. If you if you start your session with a lot of fat, so to speak, yeah." then you're going to run out of time. It takes people's body some time to sort of unwind. Jim Furrow talks about in some of he and Brent Bradley's research that it often takes to that 23 or 24 minute window for the emotion to sort of be stirred up in a good session to where it's sort of quality enactment level emotion. So you have to get started quickly. Uh, The one I saw started really on the strength side, That can happen, Um, but we really recommend on this podcast, once your assessment's over, which could be session three, could be session four, it's going to depend on the couple, but once your session's over, we really recommend starting your session with a summary of the last piece of information you had about their cycle. What was the leading edge they were currently at last time you knew? So this is awkward, (laughs) I don't like it. I I, I never, I don't like starting EFT sessions or or really any experiential approach because they're awkward. It would be so smooth, so much more socially smooth to be like, how you doing? How was your week? The problem is they're gonna answer that question with a bunch of information that's not helpful to the process Mm -hmm. and remember as 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 important as it is to be authentic and real and love people well from from who you are, this is not a social meeting. They are here for a service, and so get started is what we would say. I mean, I, for me, if, if I'm in person, I'm kind of chatty in the waiting room or bringing them back. But as soon as I sit down, I'm grabbing a no- notebook on one of my legs, not across a desk ever, and really, really quickly. So I'm gonna. So I just start. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna jump in here with us. Last time we met. There were some good things. There were some not so good things. The cycle looked like this for you. Things were going well. Trigger X happened. Trigger X takes you right back to that place where it means this to you. you it leaves you feeling sad. And that's when you go try to explain yourself. But for you, expan- it doesn't come across like explanation. It comes across like, here we go again. We're in trouble. Yada, yada. And you feel this and you think this. And that's when you go to your garage. And next thing you know, the cycle's taking over your house It's running your relationship and and it just defines how close or not close you can be. And neither of you really have any control. I'm curious, is that how your relationship is right now or how is it different? So we do want to bring it to the here and now. But what I've done right there is I've focused us. So I've eliminated, hopefully, 30, 40 percent of conversation pieces that are just going to delay and harm the focus of your session.
0: And that is huge, and that right there, you would say, and I know we don't know the exact number, but how many minutes of your session do you think you get back right there?
1: I think 12 to, 12 to 20.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and it, that's a big deal. That is a huge deal, right? Um, and I think that is huge, and I found that, and it helps. And for some clients, I've actually seen where it's like, they might kind of take that deep breath, like, okay. But then it's like, hey, <laughs> here we go. He's got it. And then it has helped me on the back end. What you're saying, Ryan, is at the end, it's kind of like, okay, we've gotten this done and I can land the plane a little bit better. Make sense? Exactly. Awesome. So you ready for number two? All right. Number two of ways of predicting how your next session could go bad is going for longing when they need you to organize their protection. Going for longing when they need you to organize their protection. So... In other words, you might begin your session if you listen to—I can't remember what episode it was now. <laughs> it might have been nine or something uh, like that. Episode nine. nine, episode nine. This is where Ryan kind of talked about the different ways of ass- assessing, kind of like where's your client at in reactivity. Are they very sped up? Are they do they struggle to ch- stay on topic? Do they keep changing? And not even just do you see a lot of energy outwardly, but do you see that they don't have—they their, their reactivity is too low. They don't have any energy to really bring into the session. And so here you want to go and you want to like, so in the last session, it was so beautiful, Carl, Carl, this is where you were and you were hurting so much, but you've never been able to let Susie see this, this, this hurting. And then Carl's like, I'm not ready for that today. Or Susie, like, I have no, I don't want to hear about that. How are you talking about his hurting? I've been hurting for 15 years and no one's ever seen hurt, seen my hurt. And I don't know what this is coming up and you keep, hold on a second, Susie. Hold on. Let's talk about Carl's hurting. Susie's literally saying, I can't take that in right now. Carl is saying in a way with his low energy, it's, I don't feel safe to let that come out right now. And, but if you keep going for that, what Carl needs you to do is when you see that mistrust for Carl, he needs you to validate like, Hey, Carl, I'm kind of seeing this low energy and I'm seeing that it's kind of hard for you to come in. And that makes sense. And he's needing you to organize. Like I kind of see this block here or for Susie might say, no, I can't do that. It makes sense why you can't do that. Because if you did that, what would that mean for you? And so you even kind of stopping it right now. They need you to come in there and help clarify that those and organize that protection that they have and make sense of it. So they can you open up the pathway to longing. What do you think on that, Ryan?
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think EFTers. I had a great experience last week of uh, doing a, a on Zoom, of course, a training with people from 17 countries, languages, cultures. It was quite intimidating and really a great, a great thing. With the EFT International School, I'll make a plug for awesome. them. That's right. Yeah, every summer. It's in October this year because of COVID. But every summer in London, they put Gulia there. puts a great training on, and uh, that was that was held last week. Uh, one thing that I noticed really clearly that even with all the differences, there's a we're a lot more alike than we are different. Mm. Couples are a lot more alike than they are different. In every culture, and so are therapists. And, and therapists in EFT, we love to have these sort of deep existential experiences. We're drawn to that. Part of us, you know, we saw Sue's videos in graduate school or, or some way we got into this going, man, that's, that's, that's a cool part of life. Uh, what an honor it is to get to be with people in these deep places. And that's great. We definitely don't want to lose that longing, our longing for longings. But it's, it's also a mistake when a couple's very reactive to go for longings. We said this on episode nine. We do realize we're repeating ourselves. We probably will again, Mm -hmm. because it may happen back to back session after session after session. Part of why therapists go for longing prematurely is because it's more comfortable for us. So self of the therapist comes into play there. Mm -hmm. I would much rather talk about how much you love her than how much you are annoyed by her. Because I feel uncomfortable. Right. And that's, that's normal, but it's not a good enough reason to skip the process. Mm -hmm. Our job is to attune with them when they're in a place of protection, when they're highly reactive, we need to go and get this organized. We need to go help them reframe this to an attachment. Meaning reactivity is a statement of love. Mm. It is every time.
0: Okay, break that down, Ryan. I <laughs> love I, that.
1: If I don't care about you, I'm not reactive about you. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I've got to be honest. When I think about myself in elementary school and, you know, conflict I had, it's with my friends. Mm-hmm. It's the people I liked and cared about. That's right. If someone I didn't care about doesn't like me, I don't care that much.
0: It, my body will not react to that because it's like there's no linkage there to, to make my body even generate anything.
1: Exactly. And yet... You can't just skip ahead. That's right. You can maybe make a comment about that's how much she means to you. You can seed attachment. That's a good move, but mm-hmm. we don't want to force that to happen. I've got to come towards you and say right now, here's the meaning you're taking in. And this sucks. Mm-hmm. This has to change. Mm-hmm. This is not Okay. You don't have a good move right now. Mm -hmm. It makes so much sense that you feel angry. It makes so much sense that you feel nothing. Whatever the form of reactivity I'm working with, Mm -hmm. I've got to come to that. That's right. And resonate with your body, with my body, to give you a chance to not need the protection. The protection is serving a function. Wow. If I'll let the protection meet its function, it won't be needed anymore or not as much. That's Right. So if, I, so if I won't work with your protection and I just ask you to do some big longing, what I'm going to do is actually increase your protection.
0: And I'm to even as you were saying that because that felt more like the pursuer energy and I'm trying to take it on as though I'm the – And I, it actually comforted me. Like finally somebody gets it that if I let this energy go, it's just going to – everything's going to go bad and you're not making me the villain for this energy that I'm bringing. Actually, my energy is actually something good fighting for our relationship. Thank you for not vilifying me for it. Right,
1: exactly. Yep. <laughs> and I said this on on episode nine too. It was, it was a, I think I like it. fact, like the only thing I said on that episode I really liked. But um, most of the time, when a therapist goes for longing prematurely, they are right.
0: Mm-hmm. It is accurate. It's correct.
1: It's just ahead of them. Exactly. And so, but when you're ahead of people, they're going to bring you back. And w- and here's the problem: when they bring the therapist back, they may hurt their partner. Yeah. So as I try to say to you, you're you're ahead of me. That comes across like i don't care about my partner mm-hmm. and now we've inadvertently increased their cycle
0: and that's where the beauty of the eft therapist i think comes in i like how george Fowler, one of our mentors he says that he's like i just want to come alongside you and kind of be an interpreter for this moment and what he's doing is he's like i'm going to come match you that energy and i'm going to be there and what your energy is really saying here is this and then their partner gets to see that energy in a whole different way it's a
1: perfect analogy yeah. when protection is in your room Move towards it, interpret it from that's an right. attachment lens. Wow. Interpret it as an attachment statement. Protection of self, protection of other. All of that's attachment. Yeah. But but here's your here's your biggest key. <laughs> when you're in protection, don't let it transition to the next content. So, so sometimes you you do a nice job with protection and your client feeds you more cues or more content is really what it is. And so when you're doing protection, I often wanna have my hand up, even online, you can still do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with your protection, but we're gonna stop you here, okay? So that's what's really key, but you don't wanna go to longing before they're ready, cause that will actually increase protection.
0: Yep. So number three here, allowing reactivity in blocks to change your direction. Allowing reactivity in blocks to change your direction is a place where you can predict that your session will go badly. So that's where, here you are as a therapist. You're the one that's focused. You're the one that you're holding the map there right in front of you. And then because the couple gets reactive. Now, once again, now we just talked about, you know, working with the reactivity, but you still have a focus. I know I'm still working on attachment and I'm trying to create these, these corrective emotional experiences. And I'm not going to let your reactivity then shift me into all these other kind of like content type issues. And also, even though you might block me, that doesn't mean I stop focusing on attachment and creating these corrective emotional experiences. So I still have my focus as an emotionally focused therapist, right? How would you kind of explain or clarify that some more?
1: Yeah, I think this might be, I was just looking at this list. We're in our little makeshift studio here and, uh, on a laptop, I think this might be number one. Mm. You know, I like to rank everything. I'm a weirdo in that way. So focus is the hardest part of therapy, the most important part of therapy. We've said it over and over and over. Um, You have a map. Regardless of exactly how perfectly you have it memorized, your map takes people from a reactive place to a vulnerable space where they can respond to each other. You get an intimate relationship of any kind, can be parent, child, can be dating, can be married, whatever it is. If, if they can show their heart and they can respond to each other and take in comfort, you have secure connection. They will be resilient. It's amazing. The power of that move. You have accessed, you've split the atom. As I like to say, you've given them a corrective emotional experience or series of that. Mm-hmm. So your map works. The problem is the cycle also has a map Mm -hmm. and that's really what it's like a competition in every session between is the cycle going to dictate direction or are you going to, are we going to use your map? So when you allow reactivity to change directions, you're going to lose every time it's okay. It's even highly advisable as, as we talked about on number two here to work with protection, to organize the cycle, you don't just want to ignore it in most cases, but if you allow the reactivity to alter your focus, I'm trying to ask you about A, B, and C. You get angry, and next thing you know, you're on L, M, and N. (laughs) And and I go with you, you're toast. I I don't want to say you can't come back, because you can. You can reset it, but you're going to have to. And and I've made that mistake so many hundreds of times. I'm, I'm feeling the... The pain of hypocrisy, as I say it, because it's so easy to do, especially when you're trained to attune. Because a a big thing just happened here, and I'm talking about A, B, and C, and you want to talk about L, M, and N, Mm -hmm. and and you had an eruption, so my attunement says, well, that's alive, go chase it. But next thing you know, what you'll find almost every time is, okay, I went out and chased it, what are we going to do with it? They'll even come back and say, now what do we do with it? And your answer is, I don't know. I'm off my map. Sorry. So it's like, I've got to find a way to quickly close validate that interruption. I so appreciate James, how, how you remember something that happened last week that disagrees with that. And it's really important that we get this right. I so appreciate about you trying to help me get this right. But for right now, no, we're going to come back and finish this because I've got to get more clear. This so, my validation of you and your function of what you were trying to do usually is enough to not rupture the alliance. But I've got to stay focused one move at a time on
0: our map. And I like that's the part I think that was a breakdown for me when you were saying that is i might be saying no to one part and i can evaluate like that does make sense i can see why that's a big deal but right now we kind of started on this one mission right now and i as a therapist right now and if i start picking too many things i feel like i'm gonna get lost and then that'll suck because then i if i'm lost then i can't even really help you too so can i please stay with this one for a moment and then maybe if that one's still relevant we can come back to that but i need to finish this one piece right now or else it's just going to be kind of like what happens in the cycle where we never get any resolution or any clarity
1: yeah and as we've that's great and as we've said before we're not trying to make this formulaic we're just trying to systematize what is a complex process there are probably many ways to do this right Mm -hmm. but what we know you cannot do is allow their cycle to change your focus and to change your direction in therapy
0: and so i'm gonna make a plug here i gotta say it so you know ryan and i also work with george fowler and a team for um success and vulnerability And it's been transformative for me, even in the module, I think it was like module two, where we talked about secondary emotion and working with blocks. And we talk about the acronym of CPR, catching it, you know, uh, giving permission for it and returning to the point. That's helped me keep my focus with what you're talking about. The block came up. I catch it. I can see it. I'm going to name it as I see it because I want my client to know I'm still attuned. I can see right there, even when you laughed or I saw you just kind of turn your eyes away when I was trying to talk to you. That makes so much sense. But I need to stay right here with you. And what i'm doing is i want to i'm going right back to the work or even in the last module we did i think it was three and we talked about terror with for reactivity so cpr was for blocks and terror was for you know reactivity where it's like i can see that this is coming up and you know I'm, this kind of i'm taking control of session i'm not going to break it all down if you want to know more about it go to say some success and but the point is i see the reactivity and your reactivity is trying to say this right here but the key point of terror is uh, the last R is I have to restore safety as a therapist because safety helps us get back to where we can work for vulnerability and we can have a corrective emotional experience.
1: Perfect. Yeah, join, right. join us over on successinvulnerability.com where we bring some of these ideas to life. For sure. But we do want to finish today. Yep. The, the fourth the fourth likely thing that's going to happen here is from, from one of our listeners, which I really appreciated an email I got who's done a lot of training and, and this person said, you know, I'm doing a lot of the EFT. I like it. It's helping people. But what I'm noticing is I'm doing a really, really good job of of helping people get their cycle and they're slowing down. They're better, but they're really not changing. And I appreciate the question. I definitely don't want to, you know, shame the question in any way I've been there before. Um, but here's, but point four is you're hoping that, reorganization or tracking the cycle is going to change things. Tracking the cycle and reorganizing it is very important. It is not intended to be a change agent. Tracking the cycle, cognitive work sets the table, but new experiences are the food. And so when you track the cycle, when you organize it, when we get clear, here's the trigger, here's the physical responses. Here's the emotions. Here's the meaning. Here's the action tendencies on both sides. You repeat, you organize that. It is a very, very helpful, it's a massive reframe to an attachment view of reactivity. It is not intended to be what changes it. Sometimes it will. My, uh, my mind flashes to a few couples who just doing that eventually led to second order change. All It's funny, it's a, it's a nice discussion. I, sh- I wanna go do this, but I won't take long all the couples that flashed to mind where just the cognitive work really led to second order change. They had one thing in common. Mm. They were all really young. They were all highly motivated and they hadn't had that much hurt. So it, it was almost like there was so much flexibility, just getting them on a better map is what they needed. That's the exception, not the rule in clinical situations. So, Reorganization, tracking the cycle is not intended to be a change agent. It's intended to slow it down, to reframe it from an attachment lens so that we can go into the pain. We have to stop the flow of the conversation. We have to get the pain alive in the room. The work has to be not about pain, not talking about sadness. The work has to be in the sadness where we then go on mission, as we've said before. So point four, is don't think that organization is supposed to be a change agent.
0: Yeah, and I think me coming from, I haven't been in EFT as long as you have, it's almost like sometimes when you finally get a double temp, you get that temp on both sides. I feel like I've burnt so much glucose and energy staying focused, working around the blocks to get it. To It's like I feel like, oh, that took a lot just to even get that done all right let's close up the session today (laughs) exactly
1: now i get that question a lot it's a good one do you always do temp on both sides every session i'm like no no i mean i need to i need to do that at least once or twice with the whole case that's right but no way that takes too much time exactly and and it's not necessary if they're if they're present and they're halfway open and curious let's get on mission let's get on with this temp is just to set the set the table
0: Yep. And when you've done it enough, you you can tell with your clients, like we have talked about before, repet, repetition is actually therapeutic. I have one couple. When I do my summary, this is what we accomplished last time. How are things right now? He almost gives me, the husband who was a withdrawal before, gives me his temp. Well, you know, this thing happened and then I felt this and I noticed this and I, I kind of went back to that again. Like, great. I know where he is. He knows where he is now. And then the wife, she'll, you know, she'll do the same thing. So I still, which, went, like, which
1: means you've got really, really effective step two in EFT. Yeah,
0: exactly. And which then, is great work, but not a change agent. That's right. And then it's like, okay, that's great that you know that. So let's go to that place where you got stuck and you still find yourself going to that protection. Yeah.
1: Like what part of the pain doesn't get talked about? That's right. Or doesn't get responded to? That's right. Now that's the real work of EFT.
0: Wow. Wow. I like that. Wait, can you say that statement again? What <laughs> part know. of the protection or the pain? Yeah,
1: What part of the pain never gets talked about in a way that's clear? Like a, uh, the, in secure attachment, we're able to put out a clear signal. Like it's this kind of sadness. And you, you've got to feel it in the room. A clear signal that gets responded to with a comfort empathic response. When couples can do that, they are bulletproof. It's stunning how much content a couple can overcome when they can have those missing conversations it it literally stuns me when i see a couple uh, still today who was that unhealthy and that much venom when they can start to find that missing conversations and respond to each other's pain their their resiliency goes off the charts
0: you just gave me my new statement to work with people's protection right now that's going to be one of my statements hey right now i just kind of saw that come up again or I saw either if it's a pursuer, I saw it come up, or with a draw, I saw you kind of shut down. But I know that there's something important here. So even for you right here, that protection's coming. It's like what part of your pain is still not getting able to feel safe to be shared, or you don't feel like it's getting responded to. That's so powerful.
1: Yeah, and if you're doing that question, that means you've just got the signal that their reactivity has slowed down enough where we can go yeah, for right, this. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And but you're also doing a great job of not over organizing. Right. cuz once they've slowed down don't keep using the cycle. Yeah. That's the point of the cycle is to slow it down. So last one. Man. The fifth one of where people are likely to get lost if you if you have a bad session as we all do. It's around enactments. Could be multiple failures around enactments. Number one, you don't do them. Need to do them every session. If your couple is um post assessment and not highly highly reactive, I think a good goal is four or five a session. You know, less talking about it, more let's do it. You ride a bike by learning, you, sorry, you, <laughs> lear, you learn to ride a bicycle by riding a bicycle, not talking about riding a bicycle. You, if you find yourself talking about chains and pedals over and over and over, you are not helping someone ride a bike. Get them on the bike. You can hold the handlebars with them if you want and go super, super slow and keep them on a little sidewalk or even in a grass if we fall over, but get them riding a bike. So not doing enough of them or not getting them clear. Sometimes I see people enact things that are not emotion. Mm. And so really enactments are designed to pass some form of primary emotion. You can be an image, but you don't want it to be, can you turn right now and can you, can you tell Nicola that she needs to work harder in the finances? Ooh, right? ouch. <laughs> enactments are not mediation. They're not communication skills. We are having them practice the kind of conversations that are missing. These are conversations they probably already had when they dated or in the good years of their relationship. But when too much pain and lack of safety enters a relationship, the natural adaptive thing to do is to stop having vulnerable conversations. The problem is your relationship will then become the most unsafe thing in their life. So they will move away in one way and either criticism or withdrawing. So what we're trying to do with every enactment is trying to get them to slowly practice the missing conversation. So not enacting emotion, not clear emotion, or as Sue Johnson said, a month or two months ago in a meeting, you know, we were just interviewing her about, um, I don't know, something. She just said, I want to see people pass it hot. Meaning like if she really wants, you know, I I supervised a case last week where there was a really sort of hot moment, meaning the client was very active, big tears were coming out of her eyes. And I'm like, okay, okay, come on, come on, go right now. And the therapist did what I've done so many times, which is to continue to organize. It's easy to do. The therapist was thinking, okay, let's, let's get clear on what's happening here. Here's why you're crying. It's like, no, when it's hot, send it. I mean, there's exceptions to that. You know, if the partner is super reactive, maybe you wouldn't do that. But as a rule, when it's hot, let's go. So we want to pass it hot. We want to make sure we're doing enactments every session. We don't want to send over attachment meaning. We really want to send over emotion about attachment. So there's the five points. James, what would you add to that one?
0: I mean, I think you just nailed it. I mean, because if they're not doing it, I've seen it with couples now. And I've had this, even for me, it's like, you can keep doing the cycle. You can help them keep seeing, oh, this is what your negative cycle does. And then you do this and they're like, that's great. That's so clear. And you did that three sessions ago. Now, what do we do? And enactments, they, when I'm doing enactments, couples usually don't ask me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> they you, they use like wow I they, it becomes like I've never been able to do that. I never heard it, I never saw that way before, that kind of thing. And then it's 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 pulling it, it's it's going it's just it's just getting clear. So one hundred percent about enactments.
1: I wanna add one more thing about enactments there. Um <sighs> enactments are not popular. They're they're not gonna be popular. They often people say they don't wanna do them. Do we have to do them? et cetera, et cetera. That's okay. It's normal. It's just part of a learning curve. Mm-hmm. If you take me out to some kind of skill that I either don't have, or I've lost the ability to do, it will frustrate me at first. Mm-hmm. So as a therapist, we need to be prepared for frustration, just quickly validate it and ask them to take the risk. Obviously if they don't want to, they don't have to, but until they'll ride the bike, they won't be
0: able to ride the bike. Wow. That's good. Thank you all for once again, just your patience with us and being back with us again on the Leading Edge podcast. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you for listening. We hope this experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at pushtheleadingedge.com at gmail.com and you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge you can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Rayner Professional Training and on his website RyanRaynerTraining.com you can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC you can also check out his website DocHawkLPC.com